This episode of Little Bit Leave It is brought to you by Diplo Dots, the ice cream of the recent past. Previously, on Little Bit Leave It. Hey everybody, welcome back to Little Bit Leave It, the podcast where we talk Love Island UK in the USA. My name is Ben, and with me, as always, my lovely co-host, Rebecca. I'm Becca, you muppet. (laughs) Yes, but we can talk about Rebecca later. Dun-dun-dun! Ooh, snap. That's for much later. That's for the end of this episode. Season 6, Episode 7, Love Island UK. Should we... Best opening yet. Yes. And the fact that it wasn't some bad, sorry coffeehouse cover. It was the actual song. It rocked really hard. I was feeling it. Of course, Becca is referring to Voodoo Child by Jimi Hendrix. The opening song for this episode, which begins with the end of the last one. With Eve leaving, and so, bye Eve, see you later. That's enough, who cares? She's gone. We're all just like one big twin now. Yes, we are all one big twin, Shauna says. And then we get some cringe right off the bat. Nas trying to get in on girl talk. What is going on here? You know, I felt kind of bad for him because... I don't think he registered that it was girl talk because he's Nas. And so he really was genuinely just going over there to condole, console, console, jazz. And so I don't think he realized he was being intrusive, but he should have realized he was being intrusive. And I think Shauna was a little bitchy about it, but it was cringy when, and he did, you know what? No, I'm going to back Nas on this one. Oh my goodness. He left the minute he was told you're, you're crashing. So Nas was annoying, but not intentionally this time. Yeah, he was maybe just trying to comfort his new partner, his new uh, couple mate. Yeah. And uh, then, so the girls, they're all comforting Jess. Meanwhile, the guys, Connor, original Connor, is unloading about Kana with a G, telling the original group of guys that uh, this guy's a snake. There's a spanner in the works. Yes, and Mike agrees that he's shady. I kind of wonder if he's doing that to throw people off the trail of his own behavior. Connor is is in a sticky situation. Doesn't he have something in those vest pockets to help him out of the situation? I feel like if you're going to have that many pockets, you should have them full of useful stuff. Otherwise, what's the point? Yeah, no, he should really be a little bit more of a MacGyver if he's going to dress that way. Like at least a Swiss Army knife so he can shank Connor with a G. I I could see if you were going to reboot MacGyver today, Connor would be be a decent choice for... Would his his teeth double as flashlights? Ooh, now there you go. Now you're thinking like a TV producer. ITV, you know where to find us. So then uh, we find out that Shauna was the deciding factor in Kana's choice to go for Sophie. That conversation is what pushed him over the edge. I thought that was an interesting reveal. Ooh, the look on Callum's face. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because Callum doesn't like to get involved in stuff. 
Callum tries to lay really low, you know, not say too much, not hurt anybody. So I think he's upset that Sean is starting drama. Yeah, Callum wants no part of any of this. That is clear. Mike, though, he wants he wants a part of it, right? He just puts himself in the middle of it. He confronts Kana with a G. He says that he has to be more sensitive to other people's feelings. What do you think about that whole scene? I really don't think Mike's a sociopath. He was telling Connor, you know, respect other people's feelings. You can't just get away with doing whatever you want. I don't think he ever told Connor that his choice was wrong. He never told Connor that he was wrong for picking Sophie. He just has a, a lot of beef, for lack of a smarter word, about how he went about it. Yeah, he doesn't like how he did it. He is trying to enforce guy code, uh, Love Island guy code anyway. But I interpreted Mike a little bit differently. I thought he said, oh, you have to consider other people's feelings. But I don't think he was coming from a place of empathy or emotion. I think he was speaking purely strategically. I think he's saying if you're going to win in this game, if you're going to do well at Love Island, you have to get along with people. You have to you have to anticipate how they're going to feel and how they're going to react to what you do. I thought Mike was coming at it from a, a little bit of a, a strange place. Honestly, I see that. I don't usually like to agree with you, but I see how you saw that. And I'll say I'm on the fence about which way that actually went. How about that? Yeah, this whole thing started as a bit, but it's it's getting serious. Um, so Sophie, though, attacks Mike for being hypocritical in some way, which I'm not really quite sure what she means by that. But Sophie sucks, right? Yeah, Sophie sucks. Sophie sucks. And then we get another person confronting Kana with a G. Shawnice. She deserves to confront him. She needs to tell him what's what. Because in Love Island, you need to consider other people's feelings and how they're going to react to your actions. So now, I'm sorry, but he has got to go listen to Shawnice. She does not appreciate the way he treated her. Yeah, um, she feels misled. And uh, I can see that, right? Nobody wants to be anybody else's second choice. He made her feel some type of way. Some type of way. And then I think we are heading to Betty Bye. We see Callum and Shauna do some proper snogging. We hear Finn do some proper snoring. Mm-hmm. And we yeah, are... that was bad. That, yes. That, that gave me some uh, mesophonic tremors. Mesophonic tremors. And... <laughs> That's my new indie band. <laughs> mesophonic tremors. Where are you guys playing? We're opening for less than Jake and Real Big Fish. Oh, so you're a ska band? Yeah. Fourth wave. Four and a half. Was there ever a fourth wave of ska? I don't know. I'm too old. I yeah. can't I can't skank anymore. That <laughs> works on so many levels. So now we are at the beginning of the seventh day on Love Island. Original Connor brings tea for Sophie, a couple of others. Oh, he's going by Little Big Connor now. Little Big Connor. Yeah. And then... So yeah, he brings tea for Sophie, Shauna, and Paige, but he doesn't bring any for Shawnice, who's his couple. I don't know. That felt well not so nice. You know, the name of the show is Love Island, not Friend Island. Especially after she got burned last night. Again, this isn't Friend Island. You can love someone platonically. Well, I think right now they're just friends. And like I said, this is Love Island, 
not Friend Island. It's not Tea Island either, but here we are. Sophie and Connor with a G get some alone time. They are talking now, and Sophie appears to not know anything at all about whales. Does anybody know anything about whales besides people from Wales? I don't know, but you know what? I think... That would make a great subject for a deep dive. Oh, wait. Shawnice knows about whales because she goes to the Disney store. Hmm. I'm getting, I'm getting inspired to do a deep dive about whales where we take a road trip to the Disney store. How does that sound? Can we stop at 7-Eleven on the way? Sure. Awesome. I'm in. All right. Um, okay, wait. We're up to two of the best scenes in the show. Yeah, I know. Yes, this is big right here. Go ahead. So first we see Paige and Finn sitting in the daybeds across from each other, not even on the same daybed. That's how high her guard is up. Blurting and talking. And it was very cute. And then she goes into the beach hut and says her views on him have changed. So what does that even mean? Did she ever not like him? I thought she just meant uh, her feelings have grown. Well, I hope so. Because when did she not like him? How does anybody not like Finn? He's like a giant puppy. He's a puppy man. I mean, who, who, who wouldn't love a puppy man in their bed? I, I mean, is he housebroken? Well, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's for us to find out, I suppose. I'm sure he's wee- taken a bush wee once or twice. A bush wee. <laughs> bluey, man. That's a bluey thing? That's a bluey thing. Oh, wow. Well, you know, I love to talk about other TV shows on this podcast. Today is bluey. Bluey. The Australian children's show. The dogs, they pee in the bushes? Yeah, outside the Chinese restaurant when they're waiting for their food. Huh. I think so. Don't quote me on that. Huh. Bluey's been out of fashion lately, so. Really? It's all Curious George all the time. Oh, yes. Oh, you mean in our house. I thought you meant like uh, Bluey was canceled or something. No, I'm so jealous when other parents post about watching Bluey on Facebook. I'm like, I'm only allowed to watch Curious George and... Yeah, Bluey. It's a good thing there are a lot of episodes, and it's a good thing it's not super annoying, but I do miss Bluey. Yeah, Bluey is far superior to Curious George. And one of the best theme songs. Although, to be fair, Curious George usually has good music too, and the theme song is a banger also. Yeah, no, that's the best part about Curious George is the Dr. John theme song. It's yeah. very cool. Help you guys. <laughs> is this pandemic over yet? Help us. Uh, another really, I thought, funny scene here is um of course Nas comforts Jess. We see her doing his hair. Yeah, he was trying to make her feel comfortable and cement their friendship. And it was really cute. But poor Nas didn't just get friend zoned. He got worse. He got sister zoned. That's like two times as bad. And then to make it even worse, he got twin sister zoned. Like oh, you don't man. you can't recover yeah, from Yeah, no that. coming back from being twin sister His zoned. Dick just like plopped off Bloop. and ran away. Poor Nuss. I might be changing my opinion of him, but it's purely out of pity. Yep, yep. it is yeah, very, very sad. Almost as sad as the very cold, cold Love Islanders we see. Mike, Leanne, Shauna, Callum, they are talking about the recoupling, but I can't even concentrate on what they're saying just because they all look like they're freezing out there and they're clearly contractually required to be scantily clad. Yeah, and some of the other seasons they talk about dropping the bathing suit requirement for the day, but so it sounds like they are, yeah, 
contractually required to walk around what you just exactly said. Why am I saying it again? Yes. It sounds better when I say it, but. You know. Oh, yeah, of course. Much better. No, Go ahead and say it. To. Go ahead and say it. Contractually required to be scantily clad. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. And then we can now move into the evening, the seventh night. Let's talk about Shauna and Sophie's conversation. Yeah, Sophie and Shauna. These two are just getting themselves so whipped up in this drama that should already be over. I don't know how Mike and Kana with a G are the only two adults in this situation, but this is middle school shit. They're, they're stirring things up where nothing needs to be stirred. Yeah, they go to confront Mike, and Mike apologizes. Yeah, which I did not expect because I was on my Team Mike. He never told Connor that his choice was wrong, and he gave either some good strategic advice or some good life advice, regard, you know, considering how you look at it. Yeah, well, look, I, I say I think that he was enforcing the informal rules of Love Island. He's a cop. And what do you expect? Hey, without these informal rules, do you know where we would be? We'd be in like season two, okay? Season one. We'd be, uh, I mean, season two, I think, just totally out of control, right? We- Y'all, if, you, if there's another season you want to watch after this, you haven't seen the other ones, two is a ride. Yeah, two, super, super fun. Uh, very different than season six. It's really a different show entirely, but that's more Spoils of Love territory. That happens after this show, Spoils of Love. If you are a Patreon supporter, you keep listening and you get our spoiler content because we are re-watching. You might be too, and you might enjoy the spoilers. So go to Patreon, look for a little bit, leave it, and support us there. In any case, back to the show. We got a game. Oh yeah, we've got the newlywed game, except here we're calling it Knowing Me, Knowing You. Yes. An Ava, Ava tune. I, I need to get a little more practice singing, I guess. But uh, so they spend 20 minutes getting to know each other or at least memorizing basic facts about each other. The most interesting part of this, of course, is Nas and Jess. Again, Nas and Jess own this episode. Yeah, Nas can do some pretty cool bird calls. Yeah. And so, of course, that's one of my favorite pieces of dialogue. Jess asks him, do they reply to you? And Nas says, they go, fuck off. Yeah, that was very clever. That feels so New York, that joke. I I felt that deeply. Yes. I like Nas. I know you don't, but uh, I think This has been a good episode. This has been a good episode for him. So the game itself, um, I think the notable parts were that uh, Kana with a G and Sophie were not on the same page at all. And you see original Connor getting happier and happier throughout the course of the game. Mike and Leanne also do not match so much. I saw this coming. They couldn't get it together during the prep. They were arguing. He couldn't remember anything. She was being snippy, possibly deservedly, but definitely snippy. So yeah, it doesn't surprise me. What does surprise me is that Shawnee's mentioned eyebrows. No, it doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> I think I'm gonna go on Shawnee's eyebrow watch. Yeah, this is probably the third episode where she has talked about eyebrows, right? Yeah, and then Nas also. So I don't know what the deal is. Yeah, they really were a match uh, made in eyebrow heaven. We see Finn and Paige. They're pretty cute together. They end up actually winning despite only knowing each other for a few days. So that's that's pretty cool. Um, The other thing we, of course, learn is that Callum is afraid of pigeons. 
He should not come to New York. Well, he shouldn't come to New York anyway. I feel like he'll end up as a male prostitute in 70s Times Square. He'll just be transported back in time. He'll have a cowboy hat and he'll be parents. You're thinking like John Voight in uh, in Midnight Cowboy? <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Does that make original Connor Ratso Rizzo? <laughs> totally. Yeah. It totally does. Yeah. That's it a, totally does. That's that's. Perfect. I would watch that. I would totally watch that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They should remake... Midnight Cowboy with these two guys. I think that's a great, great idea. What could go wrong? Yeah. So again, ITV, you know where to find us. We missed something. Just when everything has been awesome and fun for Nas and Jess, she pulls a sneaky little snaky bit on him. When they're asked... Biggest turnoffs, yeah. Yeah, and she put height and okay, fine, but... Then she looks at him. Everybody goes, oh! Yeah, and she everybody looks just at him. rags on him for his height. It's getting a little much. You can tell that she's looking at him like, ha, 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 And I thought that was so shitty. He's been so comfortable, comfortable with her all day. They've been hanging out. They've been bonding. She twin sister zoned him. Yeah, it is. It's sad. It you is. don't fuck with that bond in front of everybody. That wasn't cool. That's yeah. going to affect their rankings. Well, you know, twin sisters can, I guess, tease each other, you know, because their bond is so strong, right? No, they never fought. They were so surprised that they even fought about the guys. Yeah, no, I know. I'm I'm being facetious. I'm being facetious. Finn and Paige do some more cheeky snogging. I feel it. Yep, yep. More flirting. She's blushing under four layers of makeup. And then now we are back in the dressing room and getting ready for Betty Bye. Huh. Seven nights in... Love Island. Our first week has come to a close. What do you think? Uh, what do you think of that first week? That was a good first week. Not mm-hmm. great. There were some really good moments. What I think I was missing is how much good dialogue there is. Like Nas is funny. Shauna is really funny. There is some good little bits of dialogue, even if the events are not huge and dramatic, like mm-hmm. some of the other seasons. This is a quite understated season. I kind of wish Montana would visit them. I feel yeah. like Montana would fit right in. Montana would be a good cast member this season. I agree. I think I think that would be really fun. So the episode ends with the reveal that a new girl will be coming into the house. And uh, that is that. So let's get into our deep dive. But before we do that, we have our sponsor today. This episode of Little Bit Leave It is brought to you by Diplo Dots. Do you remember where you were the first time you heard Paper Planes by MIA? Of course you do. Just like you remember what you were drinking the first time you heard the DJ spin Pond de Flore at your favorite club. Just like you remember the smell of the sticky floors in the ladies' room as you vomited into a toilet while Little Wayne's effortless flow on Look At Me Now rang through busted speakers. Now you can relive those visceral moments and more with Diplo Dots, the ice cream of the recent past. From the passage of the Affordable Care Act to the landmark 5-4 decision in Obergefell versus Hodges, the period between 2010 and 2015 gave us so many reasons to celebrate, and through it all, Diplo was there to provide the soundtrack. At the time, we had no idea that these moments would be the last time we'd trust in the stability of our shared reality, blissfully unaware of the nightmares that lay just around the corner. Recapture that sweet innocence with flavors such as Red Velvet, Rainbow Cronut, 
and salted caramel MDMA. Diplo Dots, the ice cream of the recent past. Okay, today we are going to talk about whales in Anna of Kana. Oh, wah, wah, dad joke. Yes, in Anna of Kana, we're going to talk a little bit about whales. And this specific idea, we didn't actually just come up with it 10 minutes ago. We're not that smart. No, it really started over a dinner conversation I had with our four-year-old son about playgrounds. Specifically, we were talking about strange places that you might find playgrounds. Uh, we decided we were going to try to find a playground that was underground. But what we found was a decommissioned slate quarry in Wales that has been converted into a public park. And if you head down into the old quarry, you can actually buy a ticket for a zipline attraction or an underground trampoline park, which looks really really cool. I encourage everybody to go check this out. No, um, dude, there's fucking coronavirus everywhere. Don't go to the trampoline park, you idiots. No, I meant like, I was going to say on Google. There are cool <laughs> photos that you should check them out on Google because yeah, it's not open right now because it's we are the in the middle of the night there. It's not open right now because we are in the middle of a global pandemic. And yes, it is. It is the middle of the night there while we're recording. So that got me thinking, are there any other old industrial sites that have been turned into tourist attractions? So you know, I told you about this idea about building a deep dive around this, and you told me that that sounded extremely boring. It so, is still really boring. But it turns out there really wasn't that much else out there in terms of other kind of old industrial stuff that's now tourist attractions. But um, I did find some really well, you know, weird tetanus, stuff. Tetanus doesn't really draw in the visitors. Yeah, tetanus is not a big... A big selling point. But I found some really strange roadside attractions, unusual legends, and a wide variety of tourist traps designed to part a fool from his hard-earned dollar. Or hard-earned pound, I suppose. Uh, in other words, I found a slice of Americana. The Welsh. They're just like us. What this really reminded me of was the Midwest. Once you get about 100 miles west of New York City, you start finding these types of places. One of my favorites actually is Roadside America in Shartlesville, Pennsylvania. Yes, you heard that right, Shartlesville. Uh, and that's where I saw the largest scaled model town I've ever seen. I think it's the largest one in North America, maybe the world, I'm not sure. By the way, it is for sale right now if you want to buy it. So anyway, I thought that we would do a National Lampoon's vacation style road trip where do you think we're headed first or end destination our end destination our final destination yep where do you think we might be headed well do you want me to guess because i know the answer oh yeah we did we already talk about it yeah we already talked about it we're going to the mother flipping disney store in yeah shanice is chuffed she's in the back seat and we are starting the way up north cardiff's all the way down in South Wales. We're listening to Give It Away now because she loves red hot chili peppers. Yeah, it's all red hot chili peppers all day long. We're starting up at St. Winifred's Well. Like any good tourist attraction, this one has a bunch of knockoffs poised to take advantage of ignorant tourists. So make sure you actually go to the right one. This one is the one in the appropriately named town of Holy Well. 
Uh, you really do not want to go out of your way to see a regular old well that's now or once was owned by some random woman named Winifred. This is St. Winifred's Well. It's actually a pretty cool story. Winifred was a righteous babe way back in the Middle Ages. In your And there was this dude and he was pursuing her. Like and- chasing her or like wooing her? Wooing her. He was wooing her. And she did not want to get with this dude she rebuffed his advances and he decided to cut off her head shit (laughs) yeah so he cut off her head but then her head hits the ground and right at the spot her head hits the ground a natural spring bubbles up from the earth Maybe dead, but I made water, bitch. So now uh, they've built a church around this. And oh, by the way, her brother was also a saint. So her brother actually resurrected her a few days later, I guess. Well, now this is just ridiculous. Yeah. Now it's ridiculous. The well I could get behind, but the brother resurrecting her, like, come on, Ben. I'm not a Christian. I don't do resurrections unless it's like zombies or something. This is kind of not really that christian either no it's like pagan or something yeah this is more uh, of the celtic mythology i think so from there we're gonna go due west to kunwe to visit the smallest house in great britain and uh, this is a very stupid attraction in my view but it does measure out to uh do you know the area of the smallest house in great britain how many square feet it is 420 no it's much smaller than that 69. Nice. Yep. Now we're going to get back in the car. We're going to go down to Snowdonia National Park. There's a couple cool things there. When do we get to 7-Eleven? Let's do that after we leave the National Park. Is that cool? I think that you're going to like this. Okay. All right. So you've heard of the Loch Ness Monster? Yes. Okay. So did you know that Wales has its own discount Loch Ness Monster? Wish.com? <laughs> it's, his name is Teggy. Yeah, Teggy. We're not going to find him because he does not exist. But do you know what does exist? Gellert's grave. Gellert is probably the most celebrated dog in the United Kingdom, if not the Western Hemisphere. So this is another really cool story. How celebrated is he? I've never heard of him. Well, this grave is like a big tourist attraction. Again, Google the photos. It's a big deal for a dog grave. I'll just say that. I guess it's like Hachiko, right? In Japan. I have no, I don't know about that. Well, there you go. I guess next time I'll have a sad dog story for you. Okay. This story takes place in, I think, the 13th century. There was a Prince Llewellyn and he went out one day for a hunt. But his dog, his hound, loyal hound, was nowhere to be found. And he went out for his hunt by himself and he came back and the dog runs up to him. The dog has got blood on his mouth and bloody paws. He goes into his house and then he goes into his son. The prince goes into his son's room and he sees blood in the crib and he sees ripped up sheets. And he just turns around and takes his sword and just stabs the dog, stabs his loyal hound Gellert. Talking about jumping to conclusions. And Well, just you see here. So then the dog's dying cry is met by the cry of a child. And Llewellyn turns around and he sees his son, his baby son, unharmed. And he sees the carcass of a dead wolf 
that his loyal hound, Gellert, had killed, saving his heir. Oh, shit. He must feel so bad. So Gellert buries dumbass. his dog, and it, he is said never to smile again. He doesn't deserve to smile again. That was fucked up. It was a very sad, sad story. I'll bring so, you a sad dog story next time. I'll tell you this. We are not done with dog graves, but we do need to take a little break from thinking about dead dogs, I think. That, yeah, fair, that fair All right. Okay. But we'll get back to dog graves in just a second. <laughs> awesome. So 7-Eleven, what are you going to get? Slushy, always. Yeah, I got some beef jerky. Let's roll. Yeah, I got some iced tea. All right, so now we're going to, oh man, I did not look up the pronunciation of this one, Port Marion Village. It is not a real village. Uh, It was built by a nobleman about 80 years ago. He bought this estate and he wanted his own private Italian village. So this guy went all out. He designed ruins into the town, just like in the real Italy. It's a hodgepodge of architectural styles. He was not going for accuracy. This place is really weird. There's giant chessboards and weird sculptures. It was also the set of uh, a TV show called The Prisoner. I think it's a pretty famous English TV show. No, but that sounds rad. Yeah, it, it does look like it really works all together, even though it's kind of jumbled. But yeah, very, very cool. So let's get back in the car because we're just going to quickly go to the other side of his estate, which he bought. And now this predates the fantasy village. Oh, look, it's a giant dog cemetery no more dead dogs yeah huge huge dog cemetery also on this cemetery (laughs) yep also on this guy's property let's get back in the car yes please let's get back in the car and we are going to quickly backtrack though it's not too far out of our way uh just to go to the abandoned slate quarry that inspired this whole dumb exercise so we said enough about that already let's go south to another dumb attraction the world's smallest movie theater. So Soul Cinema is in, uh, is another one I did not look up, Ceredigion. I'm sure I butchered that. I know I said it was dumb. It's actually really cool. It's a little kind of trailer that is set up as an eight-person movie theater, and it is solar-powered. So if you are a film buff, you will probably like it, but you don't have to go to some random town in South Wales. You can find it at a festival somewhere else in the UK. But no visit to Wales is complete without a stop at the Big Pit National Coal Museum. Woo! I want to say like if there's one thing I knew about Wales uh, before all of this is, was that there was a lot of coal mining. Is that from Billy Elliot? Does that take place in Wales? Are they coal miners in Billy Elliot? Yeah, but isn't it? It's not Newcastle? Yeah, you think you're right. Yeah, Newcastle. Anyway... For some reason, I knew about whales and coal. So if you get tired about learning about coal at the Big Pit National Coal Museum, you can always head down into the basement where they age cheddar cheese. So What pit is that? Yeah. At this point, we've been driving a lot. The last two places have not been too active. So let's go over to super tubing, the longest slides in the entire UK, over 120 meters long. Wait, I got to pee first. Oh, okay. All right. We'll stop at a rest stop, though. I hope you have some change because in the UK, all the restrooms cost money. Yeah, no shit. No (laughs) shit. Exactly. Not unless you got uh, 50p. Not every... I hope, of 
course I have 50p. I got to go. <laughs> oh, whoa. I'm at 100p now. Come 100p. On. Oh, man. No, I tried to um, I tried to use a public restroom in a McDonald's in Amsterdam when I was tripping balls on mushrooms. And the lady and I did not have a good time trying to figure out what was going on with the other one. There was nothing wrong with her. I just wasn't living in the same like time space reality as she was. I gave her the money though, and I did get into the bathroom. Mm-hmm. It has a happy ending. That's good. I hope it was cleaner than the average New York City McDonald's oh, bathroom. Oh, hundred percent. Hundred percent. So slides get old pretty fast, and now we're gonna do something that is really, really cool. We're gonna go to the Royal Mint Experience. Ah, oh, mint. Yes, that's right. You are going to learn all about how coins are made. What could be more fascinating? You will learn the histories of over 100 countries. Dude, I'm totally in. Like, none of these so far sound that bad. I am all aboard. If that's not enough, you could go on the Great British Coin Hunt. Woo! Yeah, I think it's kind of like that baking show, except there's no food. No, it's probably like digging in sand with little shovels. I yeah. only love sand, but I like digging. And I think coins are dope. I have a collection of old coins my grandmother brought back when she traveled through Europe and South America. Yeah, I have coins as well. Yeah. Coins everything are cool. I, I agree. Everything I have, you have to have. Sorry. You know, stop being so competitive with me. I'm just better. Yeah, I know. I'm just, I just look up to you. You know, I just, I just want to be like you. So it's flattery, right? Sure. You know? So did I hear you say that you wanted to make your own coin? Because you can at the Royal Mint Experience. No, I said I want to make some coin. So anyway, this coin that you make there, it is legal tender. Mama got the Lego catalog. Mama needs some coin. So you can put that in your pipe and smoke it. Actually, no, don't do that because you can't smoke a coin. But you could bring it to our final destination, the Cardiff Disney store. We've gotten here. You might think that this was like kind of one of those big deal stores, you know, on a high street, its own storefront based on how Shonice was talking about how she goes out of her way to drive there from Bristol. Oh, like the Copenhagen Lego store? Yeah, like the Copenhagen Lego store, which actually was a little disappointing. Oh, it was so cute. Everything is small there. Yes, that's true. Everything is small. Yes. I guess that was just my Americanness. I'm like, oh, it needs to be really big because this is the headquarters. And it was so like respectful of the space and you know, yeah. a lot of cool displays. It was cool. You know, I'm the urban planner. I should be the one talking like that. It's really uh, well, you rubbed off on me. It's a disgrace. I'm a disgrace. So anyway, this this store is actually in a mall. Ah. Oh. And uh, you found that out, didn't you? Yeah, I googled it to see if it was a big, beautiful Disney store, and it's a mall. So, so it's, you know, it's between uh, Foot Locker and uh, Lids. Yes. Disney yeah, between Foot Locker and Lids, the Disney store. Here we are. But you know what? We have driven across the entire damn country of Wales. We did not stop for lunch. Let's hit the food court. Wait, hold on. The Lunch Council isn't our sponsor today, right? No. Oh. God damn it. I think we just gave them free advertising. Lunch okay. is delicious, remember? Yeah, hey, 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 they did not pay for anything today. No, we're going to have dinner. We're going to have dinner at the food court in the mall, not lunch. We, we like lunch. We're just having dinner. There right. you go. Yeah, there we go. Okay, so I think it's time for Culture Shock. <laughs> Bzz is right. 
We got a couple slang terms quickly. Uh, first one, chuffed, already said it. That's just pumped, hyped, right? Psyched. Stoked. Stoked. All right. Brody, I'm so totally stoked. Then uh, we got peng. Yeah, this one was really cool. I did not think it went as deep as you found out it did. Yeah, so this comes from Jamaican patois. Peng meaning really excellent or awesome or exceptional. Uh, so peng sort, peng type comes from kushim peng, which is uh, slang for really good weed. Hey. Uh, now there is also some speculation that there might be a relationship to the Cantonese word peng, which means low price and high quality. But I don't know, I was trying to do some research around that in terms of cross-pollination between Londoners of Jamaican and Chinese ancestry. There are Chinese Jamaicans, but I have no idea if Peng comes from that. So, if, hey, you're listening, you know anything about any of this stuff, we'd love for you to email us at littlebitleaveitpodcast.gmail.com. Yeah, we'd love to hear that. that. That's cool. I was really hoping you would find like the magic webpage, but to no avail. I got a couple. So let's talk about stick it on me or stuck it on her. Uh, this one you hear a lot. Stuck it on her. It's sort of like grafting, but it's sort of a one shot deal. All or nothing. Right? Yeah. Sticking it on is going for, going for it. Yeah. yeah. And so to me, though, it just sounds And like, I think that's what it comes from is sticking a kiss on someone. Right? Yeah. But to me, it just sounds like being slapped on the leg with a sweaty little dick. I don't know. <laughs> you mean like a flaccid dick slap? <laughs> And it would stick. And it would stick. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like a sweaty, flaccid on. dick slap. That's cool. Am I wrong? No. Oh, I think it's, I think it's yeah. good. And then also, I just love Billy Big Balls. And actually, confession, since I first saw this episode, I have occasionally used Billy Big Balls in a sentence with friends when I thought it was appropriate. And when isn't it appropriate? Yeah. When isn't it? When isn't it? Funerals. <laughs> Funerals, probably. Yeah. Weddings. Unless, of course, you're at a uh, like a mafia funeral and you're like saying hello to everybody. And one of the guys might be Billy Big Boss. Oh, and then if you don't call him that, you, you'll be disrespecting him and then you'll get whacked. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a situation at a funeral where it would be appropriate. Yeah, we to should say, know these things. We live around the corner from a mob wife. Yes, we do. That is what life is like here in Staten Island. As we say, from Staten Island to Love Island. No, I was just kidding, folks. It's not over yet because Sorry. we've got the TNA report. Oh, yeah. This was not a very good week fashion-wise. I have to say, very disappointing. There was one positive, Shauna's gold bikini. Mm-hmm. It was small. It was sensible. No, it was cute. She looked nice in it. A sensible bikini? No, I wear sensible bikinis. They, like, cover me from, like, chin to knees. But they're two pieces. I'm caught into a bikini. Okay. You look like a goddamn nun out there sometimes. You wish. Yeah, no, you look great. Okay, we need to talk about the night clothes. We got some problems here. Why is Sophie dressed like a 65-year-old widow who just killed her third husband? What the hell? <laughs> With that snake print dress? With the wrapping around her shoulders, that's a widow dress. Okay, uh, okay, all right. I'll, I'll have to take your word for that. And then Shawnice's le- lavender denim getup. That might just be because I lived through it the first time, so I am 
not predisposed to it this time, but I didn't like it. Oh, well, when is that from the first time? What do you the mean? Lavender denim. When, when when did was that in? Like when we were kids. No, oh, I don't I don't know. I don't remember. You're I I never wore any lavender denim, so. You're a boy. Yeah. I don't even remember it. And then I hate to do this to my friend, but Paige's salmon satin titty wrap. Not a fan. It is really hard to look good in salmon satin. Hey, do you remember that wedding we went to? Yeah, actually, my mind went there with the woman in the the romper, right? Is that what you would call that? A salmon satin halter pants romper. Yeah. I guess. Pantsuit? No. And this woman, you know, was in her mid-60s, and she looked banging. She looked so good and so different and so cool to the point where I actually went up to her and told her that I really liked her outfit. I hated her outfit, but she looked so good in it. No, it was so cool. It looked like straight out of 1982. I was, I thought it was hilarious. I was wearing a tuxedo. That was a black tie wedding. Yeah, and she came out with a salmon satin halter romper. Anyway. Anyway. Huh. And so that is it for the TNA report. Not a great week. Uh, well, that is a very, very sad fashion report. Womp it womp. is. Sad fashion. So, you know what it's time for? Rank the couples! couples! Oh, yeah. So this week, let's go from bottom to top. Worst to first. We have a new number one couple this week. So, in... The basement, we've got Connor with a G and Sophie. Let's fuck them. Yeah, they suck. And clocking in at number five, original Connor and Shawnee's. Yeah, nothing to say there. Yeah, I think Shawnee's just pulls them down a little bit. Number four, Nas and Jess. Yeah, they had a lot of really sweet moments this episode. And then that one really humiliating one. So... Who knows where this friendship is going to go, if anywhere at all. I'd be pissed. Number three, Mike and Leanne. Boring. They're married. Keep going. Number two, Callum and Shauna. Yeah. You know, they're cute, but I don't think it's all happy in paradise. I don't know. There's some good snog in there, but really. You can hate snog somebody or you can disdain snog people. I don't know. I mean, I I think uh, she likes him. He likes her. But. You know, we'll see. A we'll see. But I, I think that there's a very clear new number one couple. Yes. Right? We've got they they won. They've only known each other for a couple of days. They are clicking in a really big way. Drum roll, please. Paige and Finn coming in at number one. Big surprise. Woo. Yay. They're the best. Woo. All right. Pin or Phage? I don't know. I don't know. What do, you, what do you like better? Phage. Phage. All right. Uh, that about does it for us. But let's not forget the next episode. We got a new girl coming into the house. Yeah. She sucks. Her name is Rebecca and she's the worst Rebecca. I don't like giving spoilers, but I'm going to tell you this. I may not be the best Rebecca, but she's the worst Rebecca. Yeah. So if you want to hear more spoilers, stay tuned because we might be done here, but... If you support us on Patreon, the conversation will keep going. We are going to get into those spoilers. This is a rewatch for us. And all the stupid things I wanted to say during the main show, but had to cut for time. So it's going to be stupider from now on. Aren't you excited? Yeah. All right. So from Staten Island to Love Island. 
Bye, bye, bye. Bye, bye, bye. Bye, bye. <laughs>